I uh, cannot stand to fly, uh, travel by flight, that is, um, not actually fly. Um, there's somebody out there that'll critique my grammar, so anyway, yeah. I don't like to travel by, now I've, I've traveled by plane uh, since I was very, very young. My father worked for the airline since before I was born, and so when I was very, very little, I, my sister and I would, would travel quite frequently by plane, but I, I can't stand it because, like, I won't even fly the airlines where you don't get a seat choice. Like, you don't get to pick your seat. You have to, like, wait in line and bum rush the plane, you know, and elbow somebody else. I can't, I, it's too, too much anxiety. I want to know who, where my seat is so I can kick the person out of it if they're in it. And yes, I have done it. Get out of my seat. I chose the seat two months ago. It's mine. <laughs> I have. Oh, my kids. And then, you know, people, there's all the anxiety, you know, which boarding group. And, you know, there's like 11 boarding groups. Well, if you're, if you're older, okay, I get it. You know, if you're if you have little children, okay, fine. If you're active military, okay, fine. And then if you're a member of this credit card group, th then you're next. And then, you know, by the time you get to group four, it's really group nine. And all the while I'm thinking, uh, uh, somebody's going to take my seat. Somebody's going to put that second bag up top. They're only supposed to put one, but they never enforce that rule, which that bothers me too, and that just makes me more anxious. But anyway... So in the meantime, you know, you get to the airport and everything's got to be right and, you know, you have to go through security and, and you can't have any liquids and then you have to go and buy more liquids so that you have liquids on the plane but you can't bring them in and, you know, we know all this stuff. There's a lot of sort of preparation, especially if you have kids, especially if you're traveling with little ones. There's a lot of preparation that goes into just waiting to get on the plane. So when we're looking at today's gospel and the Lord says, watch, watch, keep lookout, as it were, he's, he's not just saying sort of wait like you're waiting in line at Disneyland, ho-hum, I'm waiting in line. But the idea of being on watch, there's an action to it, you know, it's an activity and what are we on watch for? We're on watch for the Lord Jesus to come again. Advent, in Advent we celebrate the two comings of Christ. The first two weeks we commemorate, or well, we don't commemorate it, but we anticipate the second coming of Christ. And then the third and fourth weeks of Advent we commemorate the first coming of Christ. So our first couple of weeks we're, we're focused on the Lord's return, and that as we watch for this return, we should do so with an activity, with action. So as we do that then, how are we to think about that disposition? Well, if we merely sort of think about the Lord coming again in his glory, that, that can be somewhat 
opaque. Like, you know, when's that going to happen? How, well, it could happen anytime, but it, it's sort of hard to grab onto. And that's true. It could happen at any time. But there's a greater statistical probability that when we see the Lord, it's going to be when we die. That's when the Lord is going to come for each one of us individually. St. Benedict um, said this uh, to his monks. He said, keep death before you always. Don't be afraid of death. The reality of death, however, should always be there. It could happen at any time. And we know this. This is our experience in life. Someone gets sick and they quickly, quickly die and it's a shock. Somebody gets into, of course, a tragic accident or something tragic can happen. Death can come quickly. And most of us have had an experience in our our families or, or friendship circles of death coming quickly. The reason Benedict wanted his monks to understand this point is because this very day you may stand before the Son of Man. You may stand before Jesus Christ. That's the disposition. Getting into our minds that this very day we could stand before Jesus. And if you can even kind of place yourself in that supposed moment, how would you feel? How would you feel if This very day you stood before Jesus. You died and you stood before Jesus. What sort of feeling does that give you? Does it make you afraid or fearful? Does it give you anxiety? Um, Does it fill you with love and joy? How we potentially would feel or how we think we feel with that concept being you know, put to us, will tell us a lot about our relationship right now with Jesus, but also our preparedness. Are we prepared? Are we truly prepared? This is what Jesus is trying to motivate his followers to do in the gospel today, to be prepared. It's, it's so easy to... Uh, we just we constantly get lost in the day to day. You know, tomorrow we people go back to work. I mean, I work on Sundays, but you know, and some people work on Sundays too, of course. But you know, you start the work week and you just kind of get back into the routine. We get back into our routines. And how many times have I spoken to people who have said, after years, years and years. And now they're perhaps retired. I wish I would have done things differently. I wish I would have been a different father, different kind of father, different kind of mother. Or their parents die, and I wish I would have been different with my parents. I wish I would have respected them more. I wish I would have been more obedient to them when I was younger. People live with this kind of regret all the time. The time to be a better father is today. A better husband, today. 
Every single one of you husbands, I know you're told every day you should be a better husband. <laughs> and I agree with your wives. But wives, you could be better too. You could be better too. And you could be better mothers. And I could be a better priest. And children, you could be better with your siblings. And you could be better with being obedient to your parents, which is like the most important, one of the most important commandments for you to follow until you're liberated is to be obedient to your parents. We all could be better. And it's seasons like Advent and, of course, Lent, but it's, it's the season of Advent where we, we really ought to focus on what, what can I do to be better prepared so that when I stand before the Son of God, I can at least say, I, I truly tried. With my fallen nature, I tried. I tried to get better as a man, as a woman, as a teenager, as a young adult, whatever our state in life. This is what Jesus is looking for. And so as we begin the, the season of Advent, I, I really encourage everybody to do two things. The first is find a character flaw. I don't know, maybe it's uh, impatience. Maybe it's when you come home from work, you, you don't spend time with the kids. Like, you know you want to and you know you should, but you don't because you're tired. But maybe during Advent, you're going to change that. Maybe, um, maybe you argue a lot with your brother or sister or torment them like my sister did to me, and still does. <laughs> you know, uh, there's character flaws in each one of us, and that's okay. It's, it's okay. What's not okay is not recognizing it and not trying to change. So the first thing, isolate just one thing, one thing, and really work on that during Advent. You don't have to tell anybody what it is. And then the second thing I'd like everyone to do including myself, is to pray more during Advent. You might say, well, Father, I already pray enough. Nah, it's all right. You can pray more. <laughs> if you think you're praying enough, then I know you have it in you to pray a little bit more. But I don't meet a lot of people who think they're praying enough. And so if you don't have a prayer life, get going. Just get going. Do something. Right? Do, do the decade a day that, that we were doing at the beginning of the pandemic. It's, it's, we, I, it's on audio. You can download it to your iPhone. You can, you can listen to my melodious voice as you drive into work every day and, and pray. That's great. Um, maybe just add an Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be in your intentions. If you're doing nothing, do that. It's enough right now. But we have to be people of prayer. If we're not people of prayer, we are really failing as Christians. We're failing. And again, it's okay to look at it and say, you know what, I think I'm failing. All right, let's stop failing. Let's at least get going with a spiritual life or get back on track and get back on track with our spiritual life. Even if it's just a bit it's, it's still crucially, crucially important. So those are the two things. Find a character flaw that, that you're going to work on, 
we are going to work on. I don't want to exclude myself. And then also increase our prayer during Advent. Four weeks, a little bit more than four weeks. And I guarantee this will make a difference in your life. Please stand.